Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Leonard, and you're listening to Incredible Life Creator Podcast. My guest today is Sherry Danzig. Sherry is a wellness professional and has been one for 30 years. She's been a massage therapist, a doula, a self-care activist, a personal empowerment mentor, and a speaker. Welcome to the podcast, Sherry. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on with you. Yes. So why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about you, where you grew up, where you started out, and how you got into all these different professions and, and, and how you got to where you are today. Sure. So I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. So I've been a Southern girl my whole life, if you can't tell from listening to my <laughs> the accent of my voice. And I started out, you know, in a, the traditional, what, what do young women become? So I grew up with three brothers and I was the only girl. So, you know, I got on the track of being, uh, going to school to be a teacher and I was excited about that. I, um, uh, decided to specialize in special ed and my first job was in DeKalb County as a special education teacher in high school. I was 21 years old when I started and my oldest student was 19. So that was kind of wild. Um, and I loved it and it, it, but it wasn't the best fit. So I lasted three years. Um, you know, it was, it was a combination of things. And, and so, um, but I, you know, once a teacher, I feel like you're always a teacher. So I kind of took that profession. Um, my family had been in the restaurant business the last 10 years or so before um, I left home. And so uh, I, when I decided to not be a teacher anymore, I fell back on the food business. So I went into food sales. I went into being a food broker and then working for a, a distributor that, that has the big trucks and delivers food. And that was fun and interesting. And, you know, I, the food part was creative and um, I got some sales background in that, but ultimately it wasn't the most fulfilling thing. And so I was married um, and got married and then was trying to figure out, you know, the whole, I want to be a mom. And so I was trying to navigate, you know, how do I work and, and be a mom and what was all that going to look like? And really kind of fell into the whole thing of, of massage, discovering massage therapy. Uh, on a fluke, a friend invited me to come to an orientation class at the Atlanta School of Massage. And I said, yeah. And I had always had an interest in massage. I'd had a book. I kind of self-taught my, you know, was self-taught in, in when I was in college. And so I went to the class and I had such a comparison. It was so night and day from a sales meeting in this, you know, big food company to the whole pace and energy of being a massage therapist. And I fell in love. And I came home that night and told my husband, who was a um, working part-time and full-time student, that I was going to quit my job. And I was the sole breadwinner. I was going to quit my job and become a massage therapist. He was not thrilled. And, but it was the absolute right thing to do. So I continued doing my uh, sales job at night. I mean, during the day, I became um, a massage student at night, a couple nights a week and got pregnant all at the same time. Oh. And so it was a lot. And so I went through my pregnancy as a student in massage. So it was very natural that when I got out of massage school, I fell in love with prenatal massage. So, um, you know, I, I graduated school, quit my, my sales job. I was like done with that and jumped into being an entrepreneur. And that was 30 years ago. So um, I was a massage therapist, absolutely loved the work. 
Um, but something happened. I got pregnant a second time, had twins, was pregnant with twins, and my back got really messed up. I'd never had back issues in my whole life. And all of a sudden, I'm dealing with back issues, had the twins, and still had back issues. And I'm a massage therapist. So three young little girls, you know, babies, little girls, and I've got this terrible back issue, and I'm doing something physical. So it wasn't lining up as perfectly as I wanted it to. And a friend out of the blue introduced me to these magnet products, these magnetic products. And he knew me being a massage therapist. He introduced me to another massage therapist in Colorado. And I spoke with her and he didn't know, a lot of people did not know that I was suffering with such a back issue because I kind of kept it to myself, but I was completely, uh, it was a terrible thing to be hurting. And I had started at, at some point I gave up on being only natural and I kind of felt like a, a traitor, but I was taking tons of Motrin to deal with my back issue. And here I am talking to my clients about natural ways to take care of their health, feeling like a hypocrite. And so I got introduced to these magnets and darned if they didn't work. And so, you know, I, I fell in love with these products and this whole idea of how to educate people other ways, new ways to take care of themselves. And so that was 22 years ago when I was introduced to these products. So I, I've mostly retired from massage. I do a little bit of massage. Um, and, you know, my, so everything kind of led me to from, you know, I still feel like I'm a teacher. Um, I work with, I'm somewhat in sales with these products, but it's mostly really the transformation and really educating people and, and participating in their wellness journey, which is, has expanded so much. So that's really, you know, I feel like I have a very clear path to what I do now, which is um, very much educate people about their ways to take care of their health. And um, I love going in and talking to individuals. I love partnering with other health practitioners that would like a way to help their patients or clients have better health at home. Because if you're, you know, a practitioner, you're, you're only limited to what you can do with them when they're visiting you in your office. So I, I have these products now that can have an influence in people's home and you know, everyday life. Um, and then I, this past year um, was trained to be a speaker so I can go out and really educate people on topics of, of self-care because that's always been my passion is, you know, how can people learn how to take care of their health and take, and take responsibility for their health. So that's where I'm at today. Wow. So just wondering, when you say self-care, what do you mean? So self-care is a very big umbrella. Um, it's one of those <clears throat> terms that you hear a lot, but self-care, I, I, I have a website that's called self-care, the best healthcare. So self-care is anything we can do on our own. And that could be everything from meditation to getting a massage, to massaging yourself, to paying attention to how well you sleep, to taking good, uh, you know, take eating well, taking in nutrition. Um, I mean, it's a hundred different things, but I think it's a, it's a mindset that we are ultimately responsible for our, our own health. And, you know, sure. If you get in a car accident or 
you know, God forbid you have some sort of a serious acute illness that, that shows up, then, you know, the medical system has to intervene and you have to maybe go see someone and let them kind of partner with you. But if we're, you know, I think that's a big part of what's wrong with our healthcare system and why we have so much, we're not getting, we're not getting healthier these days, we're getting sicker. And I think it's because we've not been taught that we have the ability to do so much to take care of our health. Why do you think that people sometimes just choose to ignore their health or just, they just don't do it? Why? Is it that I mean, they don't, yeah, don't I mean, themselves or why, why are we not doing this? You know, I think it's a lot. I think, I think it's a lack of education, a lack of knowing. Um, some of it is we live a fast paced, you know, world and we have, we get so many messages that are out there saying, um, you know, if you have this issue or that issue, no worries, we got you, you know, you can take this pill, you know, so we are a pill popping society. And it's a frustration. I, I know that there are wonderful drugs out there that make a huge difference in the way people's lives, you know, can, can be because of a medication, but we're so, we've been, we've been so reliant on that, but that's that it, it has created us being, you know, disconnected with our bodies. So I don't think this next generation, I don't think millennials think that way so much. I think it's, you know, being, um, you know, a, a boomer, I think that that is our, and our parents' generation, it was, you know, it's, it's uncanny how many medications people are on. I mean, it's a, it, there are people there, you know, Americans are on literally billions of, of, of pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. So I think it's that, I think that's a big, powerful part of it. So I, I know that um, I actually, um, got some of these magnetic products from you. I, I, I sleep on a mattress, I don't know, topper, mm -hmm. topper and um, I have a comforter that have magnets in it and I've been using it for years and I don't like sleeping without it. So <laughs> when I go somewhere else or on a trip and I don't have it, I don't like it as much because I can tell a difference in my sleep. Yeah. and everything and as you're talking about people and you know popping pills and stuff have you found that this this magnetic therapy does it help people to get off their medicine sometimes you know i in my experience and it's been over 20 years um i i i feel like it's a very high percentage i i don't want to i'm not a numbers girl so much but i but i know that you know statistically it's it, it's over 80% of people that are using these products that get great results. And I mean, personally, I think, you know, I, I've probably 80 or 90% of the people that are using the products because of some sort of an issue, you know, issue. It's hard to know if you are, sometimes we do things preventatively and we don't even know what we prevent down the road, right? We we're hopefully preventing a lot. Um, but I think that it's a very high percentage of people that, yeah, are able to um, stop taking medication. And not that, you know, certainly I'm not in a position to, to make a medical claim. We don't make medical claims with these products. But the, the whole idea with these products and the whole idea of energy medicine 
is not focusing on the way the body works chemically, which is what pharmaceuticals do, is to work on, is to focus on how the body works energetically, which also affects the body's chem chemistry, right? Mm -hmm. So the, what's ancient in the way we take care of health is, is uh, Eastern philosophy. I mean, um, acupuncture has been around um, much longer than Western medicine. Eastern medicine's ancient, Western medicine, not so much. And so the whole idea is that when you help the body, this is a, 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 a Eastern philosophy, when you help the body find balance, it functions better. And I don't think anybody even that's completely trained Western medicine would argue that if you give the body what it needs, the body knows how to do its own healing. You know, when we, I fell on the tennis court a couple of years ago and I broke my wrist and I really did a number on it. Um, and I had to have surgery because it was like, you know, Humpty Dumpty. I had to put some screws in there to get things back together. So that certainly helped to my healing, but you know, it was, I was cast and all that stuff, but my body took over and knew how to heal itself as it does. Right. And our body is continually, um, uh, regenerating itself. I mean, our cells are being regenerated every day. And so, and it, hopefully it happened, that happens with good sleep that we have, you know, better re regeneration than not. So we have to recover from stress every day. So the, you know, the whole idea of being able to help the body create balance and give it what it needs, it's very basic on a cellular level. We're only as healthy as our cells. And so on a cellular level, if, our, if we get the circulation we need to get nourishment in and waste out, our cells know what to do. I mean, our body knows how to heal itself for the most part. And so that's really what these products are doing. That's, that's the whole idea of, of Eastern medicine. So, you know, acupressure, acupuncture, excuse me, um, massage therapy, even chiropractic, all of those modalities are about helping to find that balance and restore balance, you know, restore the chi, the energy field so that the body can do its own healing. And I've seen amazing things. You can call them miracles. You can call them, you know, the, the miracle of how the body works, but I've seen such incredible ways that when you talk about your experience with sleep, that's really the foundation of our products. And it's really should be the foundation of how we think about when we want to improve our health, because in, in our society, you know, we're, we're still in the first month of the year. So, you know, people traditionally make new year's resolutions. They kind of go off the deep end kind of, you know, Thanksgiving on is kind of a sugar fest. A lot of times, right. We kind of party, party it up and get off our routine. And then we get back in January. Right. And so you find that the gym parking lots are filled up, but by, they say that by February, it's kind of, you know, tapering off, but people are thinking when, when you ask somebody, well, what are your resolutions? They're going to get healthy. It's almost always exercise. Maybe it's diet too. Probably it's diet too, but it's those two. That's the focus. And actually the very first, the foundation, the very first thing we need to focus on is how well are we sleeping? Because that's the time when we sleep when our body has the opportunity to do its real healing and, and mending and, and recovery. And, you know, there's certain healing 
aspects to our body and our mind that only happen while we sleep. In fact, most of the things that we, from recovery, happens when we sleep. So if we don't get good sleep, and that's, we've been chronically under, you know, underfed and under, under sleeping um, society. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, you know, so what, what do we do? We're exhausted. I'm saying we as a kind of a, you know, collective. And then we spend all day long trying to wake ourselves up with different chemicals, be it coffee or sugar, you know, these, whatever it is in these, these energy drinks and so forth. And then we have to, you know, dial it down and go back to, and get to sleep. And then we, you know, it's, it's just a cycle that many people are, are running on. And I was kind of on that too. I mean, that's another part of my story um, about not appreciating how important sleep was because I was taught that by, you know, my, my mother kind of modeled that for me. She was a young mom as our gener that generation was. And so she was very young and all of a sudden had four kids and you know, how do you get everything done? If you're a working mom, you stay up late, you know, and that became my thing where I knew I, I felt like I was kind of cheating time where I could stay up. Every, the family went to bed and then I could get stuff done, you know, and my typical time to go to bed um, was about one thirty in the morning. My favorite time to go to the grocery store was about midnight because the stores were open. You know, we live in this society where you can just about do anything 24 seven. Mm -hmm. So it, it caught up with me, you know, after a while, but um, I was, myself was pretty sleep deprived and, you know, I knew I was sleeping on these products. So I was getting away with it. I was, I was sleeping myself on a mattress topper and a comforter. So I got good sleep when I went to sleep, but I wasn't getting enough sleep. Yeah, I, think catch up with you. I mean, identify with you um, when my kids were like babies. I remember thinking that same thing, you know, I, I have to get this stuff done. You know, the house is a mess or whatever. I got to get this done. And I remember on more than one occasion, and I was in an older house. This was before we renovated it. It was one of those as is houses. <laughs> so we didn't even have a dishwasher. I remember on numerous occasions, standing at the sink, washing dish, dishes and actually falling asleep, standing up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's that new mom, you know, thing. It's like, okay, we're used to just taking care of ourselves, taking care of our house. And all of a sudden we have all these, these little people to take care of. And it's like, yeah. where do you carve out the time? And so that's where it gets carved out right out of our sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, my wake up call was being, um, exhausted coming home from the grocery store, you know, it's one in the morning and, um, almost turning myself. I mean, like I blew up the neighborhood's electrical because we have a driveway that is super steep and I pulled up into my driveway, you know, I'm exhausted, but it's, it's one in the morning. I've done my grocery shopping. My garage door opener isn't working. I get out of my car. I, punch in to open the garage door manually, get back in the car and you know, this very steep driveway. And I was driving my husband's car that it was a had, you know, was a, a clutch driving. Right. So I put my foot down thinking I'm putting my foot on the brake to get, you know, so I can accelerate and get in the driveway, but I put my foot on the clutch. So I go rolling backwards and we live in a cul-de-sac 
And in the, I went all the way flying back. Of course it was, you know, super fast. And the whole time I'm thinking, you know, my, my brakes aren't working and I hit the go it fly into the cul-de-sac hit the electrical box in the neighborhood and this huge flame goes up like you know 10 12 feet up in the air maybe even farther two fire trucks middle of the night people are standing out there staring at me in their pajamas looking at me and i'm feeling like i've just like practically you know i almost like blew myself up i jumped out of the car my neighbor's like get out of the car and so you know, it, I would recommend that people don't need to have that kind of a drama as a wake up, but that was my wake up call. Wow. <laughs> you know, that I was, that I was running and I, I was starting to do research about sleep and then I'm like, okay, just because, so yes, I was doing all these great things to be sleeping on products that really do help you to sleep well, but you have to also, you know, I learned so much more about sleep. You have to, you can't, go to sleep at any time and, and think that it's, you're still going to, you know, bounce back. I mean, I was going to bed at one in the morning and not getting enough sleep. And so that was my wake up call and started really becoming more of a sleep expert and really educating people now about how important it is to go to sleep. And it, it it's as much of a health thing as it is. Uh, I think it's also self-care Mm -hmm. of saying that whatever that thing is that we think we have to do to get it done. So we feel accomplished. So we feel like we're, you know, super, super moms, we're working moms and, you know, it's, it's not as important as we think it is, you know, go to bed and, you know, it may take a little bit longer to get some of these projects done, but take care of your health. You have to put your, you got to put your health first. And that's a big part of my message when I speak these days is how important it is that self-care is about, you know, it sounds bad to think about being selfish, but we have to be selfish. We have to think of ourselves. If we don't, as women put our health first, we're not going to be around. We're not going to have our health to be able to take care of the people we love anyhow. Exactly right. So I'm curious as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, okay, that, that topper I have and that comforter I have that all have all those magnets. How does it help me sleep? What do those mag what are those magnets doing while I'm <laughs> sleeping between them? <laughs> well, think about how you need to charge your cell phone, right? And if you go through it and you don't charge your phone at the end of the day, it just dies, doesn't turn on because every it's you're charging the the battery cell, right, of the phone. Well, every cell in our body is magnetic. We are magnetic beings. And so that's why an MRI reads the body. It's a magnetic resonance imaging. So we are magnetic. That is every uh, nerve impulse is magnetic. The way the brain sends signals to all over the body is magnetic. And so when you sleep on magnets, and these are not refrigerator magnets, these are our science, you know, it's the science of, of, of how magnets work in the body. So these magnets that are, and they're placed in the topper according to the meridians. Uh, this goes back to Chinese medicine. If you look at a map or you look at an acupuncture map, there's energy meridians and the magnets are, are strategically placed so they have the most optimal um, impact in the body. Very passively, you simply crawl in bed, you sleep on this topper. But the magnets are energizing they give us energy so they're recharging the body it's like we're being plugged in but it's it's natural it's the earth's energy 
And so our bodies and the earth are very similar in what, in the fact that we need that. In fact, that's the way we were designed to get recharged is to be outside connected to the earth. But how often do we, are we in our, you know, gardens working? Are we walking on the beach barefoot? You know, we put shoes on our feet and there's studies now about earthing or grounding about, you know, that disconnect. So we need to reconnect back to the earth. So when you're sleeping on the magnets, it's as if you're laying right on the earth and getting recharged. And as much as we think, well, sleep is that passive thing when we're quiet and nothing's happening, not, not much is going on. It couldn't be, you know, more untrue. It's quite the opposite. There's a lot of things happening. As I said, it's the time when our body is, is, is recharging. It's the time when our cells are utilizing the nutrition we put in. It's when our memory is is being is is kind of going through and and um you know categorizing what we need to hold on to it's it's you know our, so our minds are getting um rebooted and um our whole body and you know our our muscles and there's so many things happening and so by ha the magnets do multiple things one is that they give us that energy so our cells work optimally but it's also some of the reasons that people don't sleep is because they have muscle pain. They have, you know, maybe they've got some joint or muscle pain that they're dealing with. And so when you increase the blood flow in the body and you increase that energy, the body, that's the way the body does its own healing. So it speeds up. We know that magnets speed up recovery. So they help us to feel better. It's like if you've had, it's like getting a passive massage all night long. You know, you're going to feel good by having, if you had somebody massaging you all night long, well, the magnets are doing that. They're, they're functioning like that. So that's the function of the magnets. Um, the comforter that you mentioned is, you know, um, also fabulous. It has the special fibers in it, this bioceramic fiber that reflects energy like the sun. It's harnessing that sun's energy and our body absorbs that and uses it again, it's a form of energy. And so it, it helps to speed up the, the way the body detoxes because it's about nutrition in and, and waste out. So that's helping to balance it. One of the things that those, that bioceramic technology does is it balances our body temperature. So one of the reasons that like, there've been very few times since I've been using these products that I don't have a comforter with me no matter where I am, when I travel, even travel internationally, um, I carry a, a travel comforter with me. I, I, I have a chair pad that I'm sitting on right now mm -hmm. in front with my computer. I sit on it when I drive around the car. And when I travel, I, I use it to sleep on. It's like my little mini sleep pad. And I have a travel comforter. So I take these things with me. But there was a time when I went, I can't remember where I was, but I for whatever reason, I thought I didn't have room in the car and I didn't bring my comforter and I slept terribly. And, and that's because I didn't have that way to regulate my temperature because part of when we're sleeping is we, our body temperature changes. So you get cold, you get hot, you know, everybody's di is different, but, but there is a, a fluctuation in your temperature based on what's going on in your sleep cycle. And if you're not, um, if you're not sleeping well, you wake up hot or you wake up cold. So you kind of wake up and then you have to get back into that sleep cycle. So it interrupts your sleep. And I was aware of being hot or cold 
all night long while I was sleeping with that. So I, you know, you get used to, to that where you're, you're at the perfect temperature with this comforter because it balances your temperature just perfectly. My husband cannot stand to be cold. I cannot stand to be hot. We were, um, I didn't have these products when, um, when I was pregnant with the twins and I was, I went through the summer. So like, you know, they, they were born in September. So it was like a super hot summer in, 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 you know, that, uh, going through when I was, you know, last stages of being pregnant. And I mean, I thought we were going to fight every night because he wanted, I, I had to have it so much colder, but now, you know, since we have the comforter on our bed, we both get the right temperature. He doesn't get too cold. I don't get too hot. It's this, you know, smart fiber that balances your temperature. So that's a big thing that impacts sleep as well. And so when you sleep well, when you wake up and you've really slept well, you feel, you feel it. You are sharper. You can think better. You know, your body feels better. You're, you've got energy to, to really, you know, charge your day, go, go through your day. Mm-hmm. Makes a huge difference. Yeah. Well, like I said, I've been using mine for years. So the only time I find it gets a little bit warm is if I don't drink enough water that day. And I think that must have to do with the detox or something. So yeah. if yeah. I haven't had enough water, then things are off. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Water is, is uh, another very important topic. I, you know, we, most people walk around, you know, chronically underhydrated. Um, just a slight less bit of water and your body is, is functioning differently. You're at a, you're at a deficit. You don't think as clearly. Um, you're not detoxing as much like you say. And so, yeah, it makes a big difference. If people do nothing else, because we talk about like a big, you know, spectrum of different ways to influence people's health. The simplest thing you can do is to drink more water and, and choose water that is actually hydrating which is not usually bottled water. Bottled water is oftentimes way under par. So drinking more water uh, influences just about everything because our body has to have water. So those are, to me, the two big things. You've got to sleep better. You've got to be well hydrated. And if you do those two things, it's actually interesting because it's, you know, I was saying how we're so used to thinking, I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go on a diet. And Um, It's been proven by sleep experts going back from like 70 years ago that the most important determinant, uh, the biggest factor of how long you will live is not diet, it's not exercise, and it's not even hereditary factors. It's how well you sleep. So going back to the sleep thing, it's important. That is really important. So we've been talking about the physical parts of self-care, but what about you know, our mind, our mindset. Um, in the last few days I have taken out and started rereading as a man thinketh, which is this little booklet that's been around for probably a hundred years. I don't know how it's been around for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And it talks about if you have, you know, healthy thoughts, good things are going to happen in your environment. And if you have what they call not right thoughts, <laughs> not really making any moral judgment calls here, but thoughts that are not right in alignment with yourself, then your circumstances aren't going to be that great. You're not going to be very happy with them. And so how, how important is that mental emotional piece? Well, you know, we've been talking about all this physical stuff, but, and we, I think most people have 
read something, heard something about the connection, the body-mind connection. Um, our minds are so powerful that we can think ourselves into good health and we can think ourselves into poor health, right? Um, I, you mentioned this right away early on um, about me being a doula. So I go in and support women um, through their labor and do a lot of hands-on massage. And, you know, that's about, for women, that's about as, as physically challenging an experience as they're ever going to have, you know. I love it when I have clients that have, like, run a marathon or done some, you know, extreme sport because they know about the mental aspects of the sport because athletes understand that you kind of have to push through those, those barriers, right? So the reason I bring that up is that everybody associates labor with the physical aspects of how hard it is. But I always tell my clients it's as physical as it is, it's more mental because our minds are so powerful. I've seen women actually, you know, shut, stop their labor because they're so stressed that their contractions stop because they're so stressed. Right. I've also seen women that really have a very strong sense of, you know, really strong mental health They're They've done a lot of meditation. They've, prepared in ways mentally using visualization and their labors go much easier. You know, it's, it's such a mindset thing. So I've been studying the mind for many years myself. Um, read, read, you know, a lot of the classics. Um, my favorite now teachers have been um, Abraham Hicks, <clears throat> which is a phenomenal teacher about the law of attraction and uh, actually, we started a, a group um, maybe six months ago of like a group study of studying Abraham Hicks and studying that whole, um, we're studying some of the teachings there, and it's been wonderful. Um, in a combination with doing meditation and really getting, um, you know, on a daily basis and if on a good day throughout the day of having those moments of really connecting to um, my inner being. You know, I think we all have that. Um, <clears throat> many people call it, uh, well, Abraham talks about it being the vortex um, or source energy. Um, some people would call it God or the universe. It doesn't matter what you give it, but it's that higher power, you know, of connecting spiritually. Because when we can, can connect there and we have that place um, meditation is really about, you know, that stillness where our minds are not, we're not allowing ourselves to be, you know, going a million miles an hour with thoughts, but to really connect back to ourselves, therefore that source, um, we can find that, that truth for us and come back to ourselves, if you will. And I think, you know, when we, so often we want to look outside of ourselves for solutions, um, you know, what I, what I caught myself doing and, and have, you know, through therapy and my own personal journey of, of studying and workshops and so forth, is to realize that the biggest thing that people can do, the, I think the biggest mistake people make um, it overall is to be a victim, you know, to, to feel, a, feel like they're a victim. They feel like, you know, uh, it's, it's got to be some, there's an excuse, there's a reason outside of ourselves of why certain things are not coming our way or not lining up for us. 
you know, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, something work-wise, relationship, financial, health, whatever it is, we're saying this is happening to us. Because when we do that, we're not taking responsibility. So it's easy to say, well, there's, you know, woe is me. I have this terrible, hard life. Look at all, look at my life. Look at all these things that are happening to me. Right. But when we do that, we also give, we give away our control to, to fix it, to do anything about it. We're just stuck. And that's a terrible thing. So um, over the years in my studies, I've really, you know, learned, I take responsibility for everything. When I'm having a, a you know, a, a bad day, when, when bad stuff is going down, I don't know if I can cuss on here because I would have said something, <clears throat> but you know, when bad stuff is happening, it's like, okay, I, it's a time for me now. And I, instead of looking at, okay, who's doing this to me? It's like, what, what's going on with me? How am I feeling? <clears throat> what is, what is triggering a fear? And, and so that's an opportunity to check in so that I can re kind of redirect, um, you know, reconnect with myself, have that clarity. And um, that has been, incredible to be able to to because when you know it's all about and this is the energy medicine the physical part we've been talking about with products but everything is energy our thoughts are energy our thoughts create things so if we can if we find ourselves in a place where we're struggling and we're feeling you know fearful or sad um angry that's a, those are all low vibrations and so it's as simple as taking the time to get back connected to something that bring that raises our vibration. And it's not that we're going to go from really, you know, furious to like, you know, everything is happy and delightful in a second. We probably don't turn that, you know, over, but we can get to the next level of, you know, from really, really angry to, to, you know, frustrated and kind of move it up by our thoughts, by choosing different thoughts, by connecting back to our truth. And boy, is that, it, it, it's a game changer. It's an absolute game changer. Yeah, it, it really is. And, and it's so uncomfortable when we're disconnected from ourselves or we don't have the clarity or we're, you know, um, we don't know which direction to go. And when you mentioned Abraham Hicks, it reminded me again of that same time in my life, actually, when my kids were quite young. Um, uh, she had written a book called Ask and It Is Given. Mm -hmm. And I, was, I, was, I just had that book and I was reading, I was going through it and I was following the steps. And she was saying, write down what you want. Write down why you want it and why you should have it and so i did that and i was just starting out in my what you call self-discovery journey very you know young 20s and um i remember going through those steps and doing it you know with my heart and actually um thinking through it and wrote things down and i noticed those things starting opening up, those things starting to manifest or coming into my space where I had, I didn't know where they were going to come from, mm -hmm. but they did. And I was just in wonder, kind of like a child, <laughs> like mm -hmm. how did that happen? But it was really 
it was me and I'm a Christian. So I, you know, I'm always doing my prayers. So it was me and God together, you know, getting clarity, being in alignment with who I am and then making things happen with the thoughts. Like you said, thoughts are things. Mm -hmm. Thoughts are things. And you know, any, any amazing thing that anyone has created, whether it's a song or, you know, uh, a concept of, uh, you know, a new way to help someone, um, you know, anything. I mean, any, I, it, it all starts with an idea. It's like, what is it that you want? And our subconscious mind, I mean, I think this is cool that, you know, it's been out there in the woo world and now it's becoming much more studied with modern psychology that is studying, you know, um, the the brain and you can see how things you know really to understand how the brain works and so it's it's well understood that the subconscious mind does not know the difference between something that you actually have and something that you think about and so we're so much a product of what it is that we see and when we see something we have that it's it's very concrete so it's not hard to imagine but on the other hand, if, if all we've ever had is, you know, like, let's say that you want to have, um, want to earn more money and you come from a family where your parents didn't have a lot of money and you struggled a lot and you watched your parents be very stressed about money. And so we create these early, you know, early on as children, we create these beliefs that then this is how we think about things. And so we actually will sabotage um, maybe having more money coming in because we have this belief that, that we're not, that money, you know, making money is hard, or maybe, maybe we've learned that if you make a lot of money, then, you know, you have to not be who you really are. You know, you have to, that people owe you or, or you owe them, you know, I should say. Um, so however we make these, these belief systems up, then we, we kind of work our whole lives to make that, to, to, to validate that. And so it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's simple, and, but it's not easy to unravel that, those changes and to understand that those are old beliefs and, and, you know, to really kind of drill down of why do we have this, this sense, you know, what is going on really? What is our, what is that limiting belief about? And I've had a great time of being coached and coaching others about really getting clear about that so that we can let it go. Because if we, we realize it's not serving us. And so, you know, this, I, I write um, appreciation statements every day. And I talk about the abundance of the universe because we have such an abundant universe. There's plenty of love and good and, and riches to go around for all of us. And we have to match that vi vibration. And, you know, to think that, you know, what you did of spending time and really thinking about it, it's not our, the work is not the how, it's knowing that it's going to happen. And I, I have been a part of that where there've been certain goals I've set. And then it's like set a goal and then sit back and watch how the universe brings it to you, you know? And I, I think it's, it's, it's almost like a game that we can play of, but the trick is that you have to really 
you have to continue to to have those thoughts you have to practice that just like anything else if you want to get good at you know i'm a tennis player so um, the more i play the better i get right it's true for anything anything we do we're exercising that muscle and so our thoughts are uh, a way of uh, a muscle as well and so we have to practice bringing that positivity in and seeing beyond what's not there in the physical form right now. We have to see beyond, we have to imagine. And that's, you know, there've been great books that have been written about people's triumph and stories where they've, you know, against all odds, it's, they're not letting someone, they make a decision of something that they want to do. And no matter what other people are saying, oh, that's a crazy idea, oh, that'll never happen. You know, I was hearing a story um, today. I'm reading, I'm listening to a book on audio called You Are a Badass. And uh, it's a great book. She's written several books. And it's all about the law of attraction. It's all about all this. And she talks about this friend of hers who goes to Italy, who doesn't have a lot of money, can barely make ends meet in, you know, living wherever she lives in the U.S., goes to Italy, decides she wants to buy a villa. And she comes back and she's told the person, the realtor there, don't, you know, take it off the market. I'm going to buy this. And she, she comes home and meets, you know, everybody's saying that's ridiculous. You know, you, you can't, you, you can't even afford to get your teeth cleaned. How are you going to, you know, how are you going to do this? How are you going to do this? And, you know, there's always a way and she figures out a way. And so, you know, the end of the story, it was that she's now, she's had the very successful, you know, she figured out a way to get the finances and she's now in a position to buy another villa in Italy. So, you know, if we have that, that conviction and we can see it, then we see beyond, you know, do we look at, at the reasons it's not going to work or do we look at the, the reason, the reason that we want it to work? Exactly. Yeah. So you were talking somewhat about, you know, actually being in alignment with yourself. So before you can put that vision forward of what you want, you really have to get in alignment with it yourself. Just like when you said, you went and saw that um, demonstration on the massage at the school and you're like, oh, this is it. You, you almost knew right away that that's your alignment. That's where you're supposed to be. So what's the keys to finding your alignment in life or in a profession or in, in anything? I think the key is to really pay attention to ourselves and give ourselves those quiet times where we can listen to ourselves and then, you know, I, I have for, in my whole journey, I've learned to listen to my gut. And I've also spent a lot of years, my early years, not listening to my gut, you know, and then realizing, you know, that you knew that there was something it wasn't good and you did it anyhow. So I think this is a good thing about wisdom is that hopefully in age, we, we learn to, to listen to our gut. So I think that's a big part of it is to listen to when I'm not feeling right, when something feels off is to stop and think and to kind of, you know, cause I, I'm, I'm a big talker. I love to talk and I love to process things with a friend and, and that can be very helpful to talk through things. But ultimately I think it's, it's about us listening to our own inner self and figuring out, I think we have the answers, you know, and maybe, maybe talking it to, out to someone, then you figure out what the answer is. It comes to you. So I think it's, it's practicing listening to ourselves and there's nothing better than having the respect and self-love to listen to ourselves that we, you know, 
um, really uh, that 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 comes first. And that that maybe that's where I was saying about being selfish. That it's you have to be selfish enough to be um, wanting to 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 have that alignment. Because when you have that alignment, then you can be fully who you are. So there's a number of tools that I use. I mean, one of the tools is to um, you know, there's, there's exercises you could go through and picking value words and it's fun to do it with a partner to create, you know, what are your, what are your top values? You know, is it, and I think to have a few words, um, words can be very powerful. Um, and, you know, I was taught in my, with my coaching experience as being coached about creating a mission statement, something that's so simple. I, I listen to some, sometimes people have mission statements and they're super long and wordy and, um, I think it's better to keep it really short and sweet. It, for for a long time, my mission was to create joyful connections. And, you know, I've got a little bit longer one now, but that was so clear that I could get into any situation where I might be fearful. And all I had to do is, is to realize my purpose is about creating joyful connections. If I'm doing that, everything else is going to be fine. So when you have a a, a mission statement that really clarifies what is the most important thing to you you know now it's it's really for me it's about experiencing love and happiness and empowering others to live their best life and so it's that simple so i can now i can make decisions based on is this in alignment with who i am because i've identified what's most important to me right who am i going to serve what's more you know how do i want to feel every day i want i want to feel love and happiness those are my two top words. So I think it's, it's about feeling that. Um, another exercise that I love that I think really helps us to be connected to our alignment. And it's these two little tiny words called I am. And someone taught this to me many years ago, and I have spoken about it on stages and coached people about it. It's, it's one of the most simple things that you can do as a tool to write these words. It's it, they're affirmations to yourself, right? So it's about looking at who you are. And when you say I am, you're triggering your subconscious. You're, you're taking it. It is the essence of who you are. So it's that it, they're words of alignment. And, you know, the exercise is to create, to start with is to create a hundred statements and you can start in something very simple. Like I am a daughter. I am a sister, I am a friend, I'm a wellness consultant, and then to go on to, and so, you know, it could be everything from I am brave, I am smart, I am, I'm wealthy, I am well, and on and on and on, and everybody creates their own list, and so it's a tool that, what I love about it is you can write it down, which is super helpful, I've seen um, people that are artistic to make it, you know, very artsy and create something that they look at and they read every day. Um, the way I most use it is if I feel myself being stressed out or, you know, in a kind of a low vibration, I will start speaking it out loud. And I might be driving along and I love the fact that now everybody has Bluetooth in their car. So I used to be self-conscious when I was talking to myself that people would, you know, look at me and think I was talking to myself. Now you can pretend like you're on the phone. I'm talking to myself, but you know, nobody does that. So um, I will, I am myself on my way to an appointment or on my way to wherever I'm going. Um, uh, so I, I am myself into a better place. 
and at, you know, I just start out and I, I use this all the, I can pull it out anytime. It's great when you can say it out loud, but if you're in a situation where you can't speak it out loud, you can say it to yourself. And so that's a wonderful tool. And that is truly about, you know, getting back in alignment with your best self. You know, it's, it's, you know, we would never talk to our children. Well, sometimes we get mad, but a baby or our friends, the way we talk to ourselves oftentimes, you know, our critical voice can be the, the most critical thing we hear by, I mean, the way we talk to ourselves, it, it's, it's terrible in, in many cases. And I think the most important person who talks to us is we, you know, a lot of times we want to like hear from somebody and we want them to tell us that we're okay, that they love us, that we're, they appreciate us. But really and truly, it's what we say to ourselves. That's the most important thing. And I have to tell you that there have been times where I, I did this kind of uh, intuitively um, where I had been in a struggle with my husband and we were, we were just in a tough place. I've been married for, you know, 35 years. You're going to have tough places when you've been married that long. Right. And I got off the phone with him one day and he did not, I was in this very high place. I was super excited about how I was about, I was going to a workshop and he didn't get it. And he was in a whole different place. And I got off the phone and I felt so hurt and so unheard and so, you know, unappreciated and on and on. And I could have like just been a, in a, I could have gotten to that workshop in a big time pity party. But what I did instead is I hung up the phone from him and I started another conversation and I pretended like it was him saying it. So he was, I was saying, you know, I was, I was letting him talk and I was saying to myself, what I wanted him to say, you know, you know, and it was like these, all these words of encouragement. And then I realized, you know, as I've learned the I am that that is simply what you're doing is we're giving ourselves that love, that, that appreciation. Wow. I love that. I really love that. So just to change gears a little bit, what gives you the most happiness, fulfillment, joy in your life right now? Well, the highest thing is, is um, spending time with my family. I, I have three. My daughters are adults now. My oldest is, she just turned 30 this month. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, yeah, that's the 30 years of being a massage therapist. I was pregnant with her when I started. So, um, and then I have the twins, and they're 26. And so, you know, t spending time with my girls, my, my husband, when we're all together as, as a family of five, and then... Thanksgiving this year, we were a party of 21. So that's my brothers and nieces. So, you know, that is such pure joy, pure joy. We have, we are so blessed that we have this, you know, great family. Um, we're, we are a loud family. We're big, we're snarky, we're sarcastic, we, but we love to laugh. So, you know, uh, I feel very blessed to have that relationship with my family and my extended family. Uh, my mom is still living. She lives about seven minutes away from me. So that's, you know, that is a big time joy. Um, I've got my four-legged son down here who, you know, if I ever need to remind myself to not take myself so seriously, life's not so serious. I just have to play with him. Dogs are wonderful for that. Um, he's looking at me like, 
aren't you going to play with me now? <laughs> so, you know, it's those kind of basic things. It's being able to, you know, for me, tra I love travel, um, but traveling, going to the beach and, and just, you know, sitting on the beach and, and, you know, playing cards at night and working on a puzzle, really, it's kind of be very simple things, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so those are things that, you know, feeling really connected, having great conversations, um, I'm blessed with wonderful friends. So it's really the time to spend with the people I love and to be, you know, it, it's that being ourselves, you know? So for me, being myself is, is laughing at farts and, you know, having lots of belly laughs and laughing at, at the simple things in life. And, um, you know, it's, it's all, all of that, you know, a great story, love, love reading, love listening to podcasts, you know, can certainly, um, you know, watch, if I'm watching anything, it's a movie or book. It's, it's about somebody's story. You know, it's a great, it's a great story. I love, love great stories. Awesome. So I know that there are people who would love to connect with you. So, um, Sherry, I think you have a Facebook page. You want to uh, share that with us? Absolutely. So you can find me at Sherry Danzig. You can, um, I don't know if there's other Sherry Danzigs out there. There probably are, but my um, website and my, one of my um, pages is called empowering wellness um, at, on Facebook. And then in the, my website is empower the world with wellness. Um, and um, I don't know if I should give my phone number out, but I, I'd be happy to do that as well. My email address is my name, Sherry at SherryDanzig.com. So I don't know if you'll put, you're going to put something out there that would have my contact information. That'd be yes, great. Um, and I'd love to mention that we have an upcoming retreat. So the company that I am partnered with um, has this training. And so a big part of my whole journey in personal development has been you know, the products, the energy medicine products, and the company's real core is about personal development. And so they have a training that was started 45 years ago. It's called Humans Being More. And Humans Being More is all about, that's a great place to come in and um, find what your mission statement is, to write a mission statement. It's about personal um, leadership and uh, business leadership, but the training is not, it's not at all about the company or the business or the products. It's all about you and about you being a humans being more. It's about finding out what really lights you up and creates your passion and what you value and what kind of trips us up. And so it's this two day um, workshop of, of focusing on yourself. And so we're doing it very different this year in that we're offering it as a retreat so it's going to be in um, at the Salty Retreat Center, which is in North Georgia. Incredibly affordable. I mean, for anybody that loves a retreat, I mean, retreats can cost, you know, upwards to many hundreds to even a couple of thousand dollars. Um, this is a two night. It's, we're going to start Friday um, at lunchtime and end, you know, right at um, lunchtime on Sunday. Um, the training is, it nets out to be free. It's, it's a hundred dollars to sign up for the training. And then after the training, you get a hundred dollars back with the company of these energy products. So you get a credit. So you've paid the company, but then they pay you right back for attending and anybody can go. It's any guest. Um, 
kids can go if they're 16, if they're mature and, you know, they're interested in personal development. Um, we have these beautiful cabins. I mean, it's a gorgeous facility and um, they're going to be home cooked meals and to stay for two nights, double occupancy is $160. So it's two nights and all the meals. So it's really reasonable and beautiful. And that's coming up March 13th through the 15th. So if anyone is interested in more information, they can reach out to me and um, I'm hosting the event and I can help you get registered for it. So it's going to be a blast. Yes. And I have to say, I did attend that retreat uh, a few years ago and it wasn't at that beautiful retreat center. I think it was like at a hotel or something. Hotel. Yeah. But still, the, 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 you go, you dig deep into yourself. It's all about you. It's all about finding out who you are, your mission, and it just gives you that quiet time with others to find out who you are and what you want. You know, so many times in our lives we're rushing here and there, but that's all those days to just think about yourself. And we need to think about ourselves. It was very, very um, helpful to me, and I took my daughters, and it was helpful to them, and I made some wonderful connections with some people. So I highly recommend it to anyone that. Yeah. 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 I mean, usually we, it's, well, oftentimes these days it's only a one day workshop. So it's, but now to have both the full days so we can get all the different exercises in, which are just powerful and to be able to, there's something about not having to go home and, you know, you drive home, you go home, you gotta, you know, wash dishes or put in a load of laundry and you kind of get back into your life and then you go back the next day for the second day of the workshop. So to be able to have two days that you're away and you're in the mountains and you can go for a hike and, you know, I'm sure we'll have at least one night of like a big bonfire because it's March. It'll still be a little crisp at night. So to really escape from, you know, our lives to put, put, it's like a giant meditation, you know, where if you can press pause for long enough to have some, introspection and kind of you know just step back is when we realize we can take really appreciate what it is in our lives that we want more of that we love and that we want to continue and grow and I think that's it's it's a real gift to yourselves so yes. come back we'd love to have you come yes well thank you well thank you so much for being on the podcast today and for all the inspiration you're giving people and educating them on how to be healthy and love and take care of themselves. I so appreciate you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. So any last words of advice on how to live the most amazing, happy, fulfilling life? You know, it's to choose to do so. It is, it is really a choice. And so whatever has been going on in, in, and your life to, to present, you know, it's, it's every day is a new day. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, play a game with yourself tomorrow of not allowing yourself to be anywhere else, but present, you know, and, and I think it's, it's a matter of, of trying that on, you know, of, of like saying, I'm going to, I'm not going to, every time I catch myself thinking about something from the past or worrying about something in the future, I'm going to just say, you know, pause and just, you know, being really present with people. And tomorrow's Friday, we're going into the weekend. And um, I mean, you can do that on any, any day and then, you know, do it for 
try it for the next day and the next day of really catching yourself and bringing yourself back to being really present. And, you know, I hope that you'll make time for me. It's, it's making that commitment and having an accountability partner, I think helps as well of saying, you know, these are the things that I'm going to, these are the new habits that I'm going to focus on. And then having somebody that you can check in with so that it's, it, I think it's easier to have a buddy that you're doing that with. So that's been a, uh, has made this process easier. You know, I literally have somebody, I send my appreciation, appreciation statements to every day, seven days a week. Wow. Well, thank you so much. And we will talk to you again soon. Thanks a lot. Take care.